This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Welcome, Jeremy, to Issues 2023. Yeah, thank you for having me. We've, uh, we've talked before a couple of times, but I'd like to do a little little review if we can, uh, such as uh, how long has the center been in operation and how long have you been a part of it? The center's been here for well over 50 years now, and I've been here, I think, just right at 15 years. So, Well, you say the center's been there for 50 years? Yeah, over 50 years, yes. Wow, wow. I didn't I think really. We, I think we might be at 54 now, but but I can't quite recall. I didn't realize that. Well, let's, what, did you, uh, what did you do before you became part of the center then? Right before I was here at this center, I was at a center similar to it in Georgia, near Savannah. Oh, really? So are, yeah. are, are you from that area? Or are you from around here? So my family homesteaded in Kansas, uh, actually both sides of my family. I graduated Topeka High, but I actually was born in Georgia, and I've been back and forth between the two states off and on throughout my life. All right. Interesting. But hey, okay, so what is the center's mission, Jeremy? What does it do? We are a data center in the sense that we help get all kinds of federal, state, local data information back to businesses to help them grow, for individuals just to understand the economy, and leaders to help make policy. So then who does your research? Is it students? So uh, sometimes we have students, but I have full-time staff and myself uh, all working to collaborate. And then we'll, we'll collaborate with other professors here at this campus and other campus, other universities across the state. Okay, so where do you uh, where do you find your information? Where do you go to find out all these terrific facts you share with us? Yeah, well, there, when you think about federal data, you think of census and the Bureau of Labor Statistics, but it goes beyond that. And the number of sources, I there's probably well over of uh, just public sources. There's probably well over fifty that we use regularly that uh, that we pull from. But I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you the number because there's just too many of them. And the results of your studies, are they uh, available to the general public then? Yeah, most of the stuff that we produce is becomes publicly available. I mean, we're, we are a public institution. However, uh, firms will contract with us, and, and even governments will contract with us, and sometimes they don't release the information. So there are a few times, um, you know, there will be a direct contract to do something. But most of the things we're doing is to help guide the public. For example, our Outlook conferences. But there are forecasts, and it becomes public domain for everyone to use and to comment about, right, to get a bigger discourse of what's going on in the economy. And how many of those do you do? Do you just do one a year, or do you more than one, more than one of those conferences? Yeah, so 15 years ago when I first started, we only had one in Wichita, which was big, uh, but we now have well over 20 across the state um, that we do. So we do it in October, we go around the state, and then here in January and February, we're going to go around again. Um, hitting different communities, talking about the economy. Do you go to all of those? Yes, I'm at every single one of them, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, uh, you said that individual companies contract with you uh, for spe- specific information. Are they looking for specifics then? Yeah, yeah. So I'll have companies that are wanting to get information right then to make a decision, either to grow their company, look at a market, or understand a competitor. And so they'll come to us. We'll help analyze it, and and I usually don't have comics, but but that's really what I'm using is I go through and answer the question, and then help them think about the strategy based on current conditions and how they can play in the markets. 
when you have one of these uh, conferences or outlook, on, do you bring in other uh, other speakers or guest speakers, or, or do you have how do you do the seminars, uh, lectures? How does that go? Yep. For the Wichita one, we bring in uh, usually a lot of national economists, but they're also top executives across the U.S. Uh, and hitting different topics that we think are going to be important that year or, or the coming year is really the goal. So we bring in all kinds of people. When we go around the state, we still bring in some people from out of state, but we also bring in a lot of other experts around the state uh, to talk about those economies. Now, how is the center financed, Jeremy? We are 100% self-funded now. Uh, we have to, through events and through sponsorships and through other contract research, we fund the center completely. But you're, are you still a part of Wichita State University, though? We are. We're housed in the new business building, too. And, and yet the taxpayers don't have to pay for what you're doing then? Well, uh, indirectly, they do. <laughs> I mean, I have resources like the building that we get to utilize. Sure. Uh, but, but we also pay back the university for some of that. And then uh, because we do work for uh, local governments, there's a lot of funding that come indirectly to us. So, I mean, we are definitely connected that way. The uh, the people you have doing the research and, and students, but how many do you usually have working on a, at, at any given time there in the center? Uh, right now, we don't have any students, but we're trying to hire up. The, the market's really tight, and so um, there's great opportunity for students to be fully employed at really nice rates in the market, building lots of skills. Um, but... You know, we would like to have more, and we'll we'll try to to find some good students that might be interested. So, if anyone's listening, they're definitely welcome to call, call us. Okay, I had a, a question, but it's clear down to, uh, in the show from here. But you kind of got to it before I wanted to. Well, we'll talk about that a little more in, in a few minutes about labor shortages. Can you give us, Jeremy, a, a general statement on the impact of the COVID pandemic on the local economy? What happened there? Right. So, pandemic. From a policy perspective, not only hurt some firms really dramatically, and they're industry-specific, uh, but we also have a lot of other um, shifts in the economy because of this, new innovations, things like that. So, yes, there was, a, there was a massive impact on a lot of firms and some of the profitability, and they will, that are lasting forever. Some are, have accelerated past that. Others that haven't. Um, we did quantify it earlier on, but I haven't gone back retroactively, and, and we're probably at a point for us to actually go do that and kind of think about, you know, what was the cost and where are we today? So I don't have any hard numbers but to, to present right now. It would be difficult, I, I presume, to assess how much uh, the, the federal money had to do with keeping businesses in business. In other words, the restaurants, I know some of them got uh, some pretty good money to, to go through the storm. I'm sure that had an impact on and how this is all played out. Right. The you know, we can go in great detail if you want on on that topic. You know, the first round I was kind of against, but it had proven to be more effective than I thought was was there. Uh, second and third rounds of stimulus. At, I thought there was need for a second round, but but it was overboard and it created a lot of that extra demand in the economy, which led to some of this inflation that we're still burning off today where firms say, hey, look at this demand is way out here, which put all much demand on employment, and they couldn't find employees and supply chain issues. So um, it was a little, it, it was, there were some needed components, but it actually accelerated the economy and created a lot of problems at the same time. I, was, I remember at the time, uh, 
some uh, national voices saying, "Hey, hey, wait, wait what about in what about inflation?" But uh, everybody seemed to be, "Well, we got to do something to, to to save us." And yet, like you said, you probably a little too much. And and you say you can use the term burning off some of that. That was that's interesting. Well, think about today with all this inflation, which we might get into more later. Um, we have all this inflation now. And if you look at wages, wages aren't increasing as fast. And so we see people burning off that savings that they saved up from all that stimulus funds. We're still burning that off right now, which is keeping retail going, right? So the balancing of this economy is is slowly unwinding all that money. And we're coming back down to more of a normal economy. But we're not quite there yet. All right. We'll talk about this a little bit more coming up. But I would like to get from you, if I may, in general, What's the outlook for the year ahead on our, our local economy, Kansas, Wichita, whatever, whatever you want to talk about? What's the general sure. outlook? We're going to have a bad year, a good year, or what, what's going on? So it's always based on the eyes of the beholder, who's, how they're looking at the economy. But at the broadest level, uh, I'm actually very optimistic about Kansas and Wichita. Uh, and I'm more optimistic about Kansas and Wichita relative to the, what's going on in the U.S. economy. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to have the same growth in employment and output that we did last year. I think it's going to both slow down, but I think they're still going to be faster than our historic growth rates uh, just because of the industries that drive this state economy. They're all aligned to grow. So in general, the, then last year was was uh, a pretty good year then, I guess, huh? Yes, I forecasted last year to be a great good year, and in the initial data is already showing that we were even stronger than I was forecasting, which a lot of people didn't think my, they thought my forecast was too optimistic mm-hmm. and it wasn't optimistic enough. Hmm. You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and focus on the labor market right now, if we can, Jeremy. Uh, what kind of uh, un- unemployment rates can we expect in the year ahead? I think unemployment is going to continue to tick down. And the interesting about the unemployment, because the unemployment is the household side of the labor market, right? Households are still trying to re-enter the labor market when they've taken care of health and security of their own house. They now have burned off some extra cash, so they're slowly trickling back into the labor market, um, ones and twos every single month coming into the labor market. So Labor force continues to go up, but job demand out there remains really, really high. So unemployment will continue to just slowly tick down in uh, all parts of the state. Pretty low right now. I mean, historically, uh, we look at what, about two and a half, three percent, generally speaking? Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, it depends on which market we're talking about. We're around three percent. However, you know, Kansas, especially Western Kansas, got a lot closer to that 2% and some were even lower than that in the last several years. And so that shows us how much more efficient our market could be about someone being unemployed and there's so much demand for them to be reemployed quickly. That time it takes, it used to take to build a resume, go out and do interviews, that's so much faster. I think we can continue to move a little bit lower without having too much cost to the overall economy. You know, and when uh, traditionally over the years I've I've watched, and when unemployment gets uh, ticks up and goes high, say, "Oh boy, I wish we had really low unemployment." Then when you get down in the two percent range, it brings its own problems, doesn't it? Right. So the the problems today is is in the last two years, firms are just struggling to find talent. Right. That's where we're at. What uh, What are the strongest 
and weakest job markets uh, coming ahead. Service, manufacturing, tell us about that part of it. The service economy, which really is the largest one on the employment side, continues to have this engine that grows and grows and grows. It will continue to grow uh, as the largest number of jobs. And, And on the service side, you have a lot of professional services, like in banking and accounting and things like that. Um, but the ones that I think are most unique that drives this, this economy here in the state and, and the region is the production sector, particularly manufacturing. Manufacturing is a driver because they bring new dollars, and then those new dollars help support that support sector. And our manufacturing are all hungry to hire more people. And so lots of job opportunity there and not only in the aerospace, but also food service, food manufacturing, lots and lots of demand across this entire state in that, those segments. One would think if there's a potential for growth like that, that's what you're telling me I see here, potential for growth, and I, I see potential for people coming to the market and maybe population growing. Wichita, as I'm, my feeling, hasn't grown quite much, quite a, quite a bit here in the past few years. What are the population trends in the months ahead? What are you seeing there, Jeremy? Well, you know, I was actually, our population growth, because we do that forecast, we're the official census providers for the state for every county. Yeah. Um, we put out the last one, and we haven't updated since the new census data, but we're going to come back and do it. And I've been hesitant, wanted to wait a little bit longer until we get past COVID, because COVID is really affecting people's migration patterns to job opportunities. Now, with that said, I've been very optimistic about in-migration to this market because wages were really low over the last decade, which tells me we didn't need people, and that's why we had that slow population growth over the last decade. When you look at 17, 18, and 19, wages were coming up, and that was telling me we were ready to be more competitive here in Wichita and the state, but we hit first the 737 max, and then we hit covid and that stopped that population. So I think those pauses are just pauses in the amount of demand based on the driving sectors for this economy. Now, I don't think it's going to be massive growth in, in population, but I think we should we should etch back up and not have those really slow, almost zero population growths that we've had a few times over the last decade. I, I just want to backtrack a little bit because I, I thought of something connected with uh, not population but with employment, and that is, uh, we, we do these reports and we see these backlogs of uh, the aircraft being for Spirit and Boeing and, and our manufacturers. Uh, those backlogs, doesn't that, does that portend that we're probably going to have some, a good job market for years to come then? So, yeah, so not only backlogs, but if you read all the other aerospace news, there's lots of demand for um, some of the existing products that we have, plus all the growth in in uh, the military that we've got going on, and then general aviation, which has been in the back burner for a while, has come up significantly. With corporate profits being high, there's so much more demand for all segments of aerospace. And so, yes, I think there's there's lots of demand out there to be to to consume the goods that we're really good at here in this area. How is the uh, retail picture shaping up uh, for the area then? Well, so retail was more optimistic this last year than I expected. I knew there was going to be inflation, and I thought we were going to slow down some of those purchases more than uh, – I thought it was going to slow down because those fundamentals weren't there. However, 
Households said, hey, we're going to spend off savings. And so they kept that retail demand up this last year, a lot higher than I thought. And because of that, you can see savings get really ticked down and we're, we're burning off a lot of that cash. We're going to hit that pretty soon. And I don't think retail is going to stay at that same you know growth rate, but we might maintain where we're at the amount of retail consumption as we did last year. What can you say about the overall business climate for 2023, all things considered, the business climate? How's it feel? Well, you talk to firms, you know, it's feeling a little bit better, but it's interesting their perspectives. They're getting used to this new normalcy of supply chain issues, right? We still have the same issues that we've had in the previous year where it takes 52 weeks to get products from port all the way into your store when Prior to that, it would only be a few weeks. Um, however, they're getting more normal, this is normalizing those those issues that they've had. Not only that one, but normalizing the issues with labor. So they're getting used to them. Uh, so overall optimism about the market, you know, on one side it's it's improving, but it's there's still fundamental issues that that are frustrating. It's frustrating because they see demand so much higher than what they can actually obtain because of all the limited resources available to them. What's been interesting to me is, is watching the uh, the car dealerships, and uh, they have changed <laughs> abruptly the way they do business. All of a sudden, there were no new cars, so they went into the used car business. And it's been interesting the way they've adjusted, but where do you see that? Is, it, is my Honda lot going to be full of cars, full of cars again someday? Well, uh, I... Well, I happen to look in this in great detail because I just bought a brand new car just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I did look at this, and you can see that the amount of inventory has gone up. And I don't remember the exact percent off the top of my head, but because I wanted to go buy a car, I looked great in great detail on this one market. But new inventory has been coming up for almost all the major ones. Uh, now so that there are a few uh, dealerships that have the um, day supply on their lot is actually getting to points where they want to get a little bit more competitive on getting rid of them. That's not for all of them because I went to several of them that didn't, still didn't have hardly any of them out there. Yeah. But it's not going to take that long for those to continue to improve, particularly because of what, the rates that you get to go buy a car. If, since inflation is coming up and the rates that you can get for a loan is going up, that's going to kind of pull back on that demand. And so those lots are probably going to start filling up a lot faster. And you're going to see a little bit more reasonableness within that market for the, for the consumer side, where there's enough product and they don't have to charge. They're not getting overcharged the MSRP price. Interesting. And now, do you evaluate real estate markets, Jeremy? I think about real estate, but we have a great other center that does a lot more on that. And I can talk yeah. about some if you want, want to. Well, generally speaking, uh, is it a good time to buy a house, or can you tell me? Oh, so that's a oh, the is a good time to buy a house. It's always a difficult one because it depends really on the person and how mobile they are and what they're looking at. I will say the the fear that's in the market right now is just a weird fear that we have generally about getting loans. It's on the business side and the household side, right? If if we hadn't had the rates go up so fast so quickly we probably would have been more normalized because right now the home mortgage rates are fairly reasonable for what we would expect a healthy market to be. It's just that there's this fear about them because it went up so fast. Same thing for businesses. When they uh, There's a good uh, survey that came out last week of small businesses saying that 7% didn't think they could get a loan. It's not that there's not capital out there. It's just they didn't want to get the loan 
just because a week or two prior, it was a lot cheaper than it is today. So it's just that fear out there than it is really about the market. So yes, in some cases, this is still a good time to get a home loan uh, and it's a good time to find houses since there's a fear out there. It just depends on where you are financially and your ability to pay for it. Now, as local governments and businesses uh, seek to bring new talent and business to the local market, what are the strengths that we have here in South Central Kansas in drawing, uh, drawing in new business and talent? Oh, so for on the business side, we've got quite a bit going for us on the structure of the state and local government bringing them in and showing them resources that we have. I did a competitive analysis a few years ago for a state in the region, and we had we had a competitive edge in most factors that, that make it successful for a business. So if it's uh, talents of labor or cost of labor or cost of building or transportation system, we're very, very competitive. What we were lacking was some broader issues that we had in this economy, something political um, a few years ago. And today we, we've moved significantly forward where we have very successful track records and we have a state government and a local government that is very engaged in working with firms. So it's improved significantly. What are, what are the weaknesses in this area in attracting talent and, and uh, business? Well, you know, when I had this whole metric of all these variables, why we would have a competitive advantage or a competitive disadvantage, we had a detailed discussion of why weren't people just getting up and moving here, the labor side, or firms moving here. And we have a broad issue within the state. One, we're rather modest, and we're not really telling them about the values here. And that is then discouraging. And we have some bad negative connotation and images of the Midwest, of it not having dynamic communities. And that's not just Wichita. That's going out to Hayes and things like that where they think, oh, why would I want to live there? When there are actually some great communities in Salina and, and Atchison, for example, all across the state, it's just the view of this is pretty negative. So people aren't getting up to move here, which means we have less labor supply and less attraction of labor. And we, we used to have a real problem of describing how great the climate is for firms and the great quality of labor we have. So you, you're telling me there's a, an image problem, which I perceive we've had a, a long time. We're flat and there's nothing going on here except tornadoes. Is that about it? Yep. Uh, and, and even for myself, I moved away and didn't, didn't even know Wichita existed, uh, shockingly, when I grew up in Topeka. And came back and saw how dynamic this community was. There's even people within the state have a sometimes an overly negative perception of the the quality of life that we can have here. So, what excites you about your job? What, why do you get up in the morning and go to work? Well, you know, there's always something different to talk about when it comes to the economy, right? Every single day, there's something coming out and to think about. So that's always interesting to have new information and try to think through at this very high level and detailed level and conveying that to someone to help either think about policy or think about a business strategy or even an individual at home to think, how do I manage my finances? So it's fun to engage and have a big impact on the community. I'll tell you what, the way you generate information for the business community has been something to watch. And I might compliment you on it because I think you – you all do a great job out there, and, and, and you've done a great job as well. Hey, thanks for being with us uh, this week. We're just about out of time, Jeremy. But, uh, again, thank you so much for what you do. Our guest, thank you, Jeremy Hill, Director, Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University. And that's all for this issue of uh, 
uh, this edition of Issues 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.